most of us could use more energy in our day, but we have to find ways to replenish our bodies in healthy ways. It turns out two main factors in low energy are chronic stress and a lack of nutrition. Organifi creates delicious superfood blends that address both of these problems. In the morning, try Organifi green juice with essential superfoods and a clinical dose of ashwagandha. It helps reduce stress and support healthy cortisol levels. In the afternoon, I love Organifi red juice. It's a superfood punch that increases energy without the caffeine and only two grams of sugar. Each Organifi blend is easy to use by simply mixing it with water or your favorite beverage while on the go. And they don't compromise quality for taste. Organifi takes pride in offering the best tasting superfood products on the market at a price that works out to less than $3 a day. You can experience Organifi's high quality superfoods without breaking the bank. Head over to www.organifi.com slash best of you and use code best of you for 20% off your entire order. That's Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com best of you and use code best of you for 20% off. Hey everyone, I'm Dr. Allison and I'm so glad you're here to discover what brings out the best of you. This podcast is all about breaking free from painful patterns, mending the past, and discovering our true selves in God. I can't wait to get started as we learn together how to become the best version of who we are with God's help. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to this episode of the Best of You podcast. I am so glad you're here. And I'm so excited to start today this brand new series on boundaries for your soul. It's all about turning overwhelming thoughts and feelings into your greatest allies. It's really all about emotional and spiritual wholeness. It's a deep dive into the center of your God-made soul. It's the heart of everything I do. In fact, As you listen to these episodes, you will hear so much of my approach to this work of becoming emotionally and spiritually whole in partnership with God's Spirit. We have so much to cover here today. I'm going to walk you through a map of your soul, a very practical guide to the contents of your soul. Next week, I'm going to walk you through five steps to identifying and understanding a part of your soul that needs your care, that needs your attention. And then we're going to take a deep dive into different emotions that can be tricky and challenging and hard for us. So it's going to be a great series. Before we get started, I want to point you to some resources I've provided that will help you as we move through this series. So there are three free resources on my website. One is a PDF map of the soul. We're going to go through that map today. There's also a PDF 11-day devotional that will take you on the scriptural basis for this journey. And there's a guided audio reflection. This is a way for you to practice this framework where I will be guiding you through it. Some people learn through visualizing. Some people learn more through reading. And some people learn through hearing. And so I've got three ways for you to engage this work. They're all at my website. It's drallisoncook.com slash IFS bundle. 
That's where you can download those resources. They are there for you for free. You will also find there a link to get my first book, Boundaries for Your Soul, which is a detailed overview of this approach, as well as my new book, The Best of You, which also incorporates this approach. You can get both books together for essentially the price of one book. That's 46% off when you buy both. The link to that special discount bundle is also there at drallisoncook.com slash IFS bundle. That link will also be in today's episode's show notes. As always, if you are someone who is dealing with trauma or unhealed pain from the past, if you have emotions that you've never really looked at before and they're they're pretty deep and maybe you have a sense of, ooh, this feels a little scary. I'm not sure I want to look under that lid right now. We've talked about this in the episode on trauma. Please do not journey alone. There is a list of all kinds of resources, including support groups, counselors, IFS therapists who operate from a faith-based perspective. All of those resources are at my website, drallisoncook.com slash resources, including some thoughts on how to go about finding a therapist or how to increase your support network. So I want to start off today by talking about wholeness. Wholeness is this thing we all want. We want to feel whole. We want to feel aligned We want to feel at peace with ourselves is another way to think about wholeness. It's harmony. It's a sense of being undivided. It's integration. It's a feeling that who you are on the inside matches how you are showing up in your external relationships. Another word for it is authenticity. It's a way of being at peace with your God-given self. We want to feel at peace with the decisions we're making. We want to feel at peace with the past. We want to feel at peace with the people in our lives. This is a picture of wholeness that we all want. The problem is that we tend to think of this idea of wholeness as the absence of conflict as the absence of tension, as the absence of challenges, even inside our own souls. We tend to think of it as this magical place where we'll suddenly arrive when we're just suddenly at peace with ourselves and with the world around us. But I want you to think about a puzzle. This is the best metaphor I can think of where there are all these pieces laying around and you have to take your time to painstakingly take each piece one after the other and put it together in its proper relationship with the other pieces in order to create the beautiful whole, the beautiful picture. The pieces matter to the whole. If you lose some of those pieces or you can't figure out how to put certain pieces together, you miss out on the beauty of that whole, right? There's a process. There's work to be done, detailed work to be done inside our own souls to get to that picture of wholeness. And so this is what I want to walk you through today. We first have to understand the pieces, the parts of our souls in order to bring these parts of our souls together to create this beautiful wholeness. 
this harmony, this way of being in the world that is just a little bit lighter, a little bit easier, a little bit more calm, a little bit more clear, a little bit more brave. We're really operating out of all of who we are in a way that is emotionally and spiritually integrated, where we're showing up and the insides of our soul match how we're showing up with other people. Now, this is a lofty goal, and that's why we're doing a six-weeks series on it. This is a process. This is a way of being in the world. And today, I want to give you a map of these parts, a framework, a way of understanding the different parts of your soul. Because in order to get to that wholeness, that harmony, that peace we all crave, we have to understand the parts. Our interior lives are murky. We can't see the parts of our souls, right? If you get a broken arm, you know something is wrong. You can see it. You can go to a doctor and point to it, and they can help you mend it. But when a part of your soul is out of alignment or hurting or broken or shoved so far aside that you can hardly even find it, what do you do? It's murky in there. And so in my work, I've developed a great respect for an evidence-based model of therapy that looks at the soul as an internal family. And so just as you parent in your own family, right, where every part of the family, every family member has a role to play, every family member is valuable, every family member needs to have a voice, and then somehow all of these voices have to come together in some sort of semblance of harmony where everyone is honored. It requires a lot of negotiation, right, to help your family to thrive. Not everybody gets their way. It's how we learn to get along with others, right? We have to learn to negotiate. We have to learn how to speak up for ourselves and also how to step back to give others a turn. In a healthy family, no one individual is taking over the family, but also no one individual is getting shoved aside or not getting heard. It's a lot of work to create harmony in a family. And this is the way of your soul. Your soul is like a family. A recent survey found that seven in 10 parents get an average of just three hours of sleep a night in their baby's first year. Moms, you deserve to have quality sleep. And I know one thing that will help. It's Cozy Earth. You can discover the secret to better sleep with Cozy Earth's luxurious bedding products. And here's an exclusive Mother's Day offer just for our listeners. Use code Best of You for 35% off at CozyEarth.com. Cozy Earth bedding products are crafted with temperature-regulating technology that adapts to your body's needs through all phases of motherhood. And they use only the very best fabrics, materials, and weaves, offering superior softness that invites you to sink into a world of comfort. The best part is Cozy Earth stands by the quality and longevity of their products. Enjoy a 100-night sleep trial and a 10-year warranty on all purchases. They're built to last through the hardest days and the longest nights. Treat yourself to ultimate comfort with Cozy Earth bedding and sleepwear and prioritize your self-care and sleep health. Head over to CozyEarth.com and use promo code BESTOFYOU for an exclusive 35% off. The luxury she deserves. Cozy Earth. Getting high-quality food and household essentials delivered right to my doorstep, whether it's my favorite Dave's Killer Bread, incredible wine, or seventh-generation cleaning supplies has been a game-changer for me. 
I love that Thrive Market only allows trusted, top-quality ingredients while restricting thousands of harmful ingredients like artificial flavors, high-fructose corn syrup, and more. And with just a few clicks, I can filter out ingredients that I don't want, like gluten or high sugar content, making it so easy to find the items I need for my family. Best of all, when you join Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. Save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash best of you for 30% off your first order, plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash best of you. Thrivemarket.com slash best of you. Now, if you've seen the Pixar movie, Inside Out. I would encourage you to go back and watch that film as you listen to this series. It's a great film. It's a children's movie, but it's great for adults too. And it depicts a little bit of what I mean by these family of parts, these different emotions where you've got fear, you've got anger, you've got joy, this will to be happy all the time. You've got sadness, you've got disgust, sort of the eye-rolling part, all existing inside the minds of each character. And each one of those emotions, each one of those parts is vying for control of that person in any given moment. And it's a great picture of what happens inside our own souls. Now, this internal family approach that Inside Out does such a great job of depicting is based on the work of psychologist Dr. Richard Schwartz. Dr. Schwartz in the early 90s came up with this model of therapy called internal family systems. It's an evidence-based approach to therapy. I also view it as a spiritual practice. And in my book, Boundaries for Your Soul with Kimberly Miller, we combine this approach to therapy, IFS, or the Internal Family Systems Model, with Christian theology, faith, and practice. And so this is an approach you can use every day as a spiritual practice. It's also an approach that people can use with the help of a therapist to heal deep trauma to heal deep wounds. It works for all of us. It's a way of orienting to the parts of our soul so that we can lead ourselves with clarity, with courage, with compassion, so that we can lead the parts of ourselves wisely. The basic premise of this approach is that we're all comprised of parts, and it's really that simple. If you think about your day-to-day interactions, you can imagine a part of you might be tired and wants to stay home or call in sick from work today. Another part of you is saying, you can't do that. You've got to get yourself to work. You'll lose your job. Right there, you're experiencing an inner tension. There's some inner conflict between two parts of you. A part of you wants to stay home. A part of you, a very dutiful, responsible part of you is trying to drag you out the door to work. You're in conflict with yourself. Maybe it's a little conflict. Maybe you're not even aware of it, but these are two different parts of you that have two different ideas about what you should do with your day. Maybe a part of you wants to go out with other people this weekend. And another part of you just feels shy and exhausted and peopled out and wants to stay home. Maybe a part of you is tired and another part of you will not let you start volunteering for more projects at work, at school, at church. We are comprised of different parts. God made us this way. This is not a bad thing. We're complex. 
And wholeness doesn't come through shoving one part aside. It comes as a result of learning to attune to these different parts of you, to pay attention to them, and to negotiate within yourself the best way forward. This is a way of leading the parts of yourself in partnership with God's Spirit. Now, I know some of you may be thinking, this sounds like a lot of work. It's hard enough to raise my kids, get to work, do all the things I need to do. And how am I going to do this work of parenting my own soul? And sometimes I'll say that to clients. I'll say, you've got to parent your kids. And guess what? You've also got to parent the kids inside of you. It is a lot. And I get that. But this is the biggest thing that's on my heart in this work that I do is to encourage you that creating space, just a little bit of space each day for this relationship with yourself is as important as all the work you put into your relationships with other people. And it's a deep, profound part of your relationship with God. Because here's the alternative. What we tend to do If we don't do this work, and I have done this, listen, I have done this. I lived my life this way for so long. We do a couple of things. We work really hard to show up well for others. We please, we produce, we perform, we peacekeep, we worry, we analyze, right? We perfect, we do everything we can to take control on our own terms. We do this subconsciously. It's not like we're consciously trying to do this. It's just what we do. And then we flip into the second part of us. We shut down, we numb out, we escape. We do whatever we have to do to try to fill up our gas tank so that we can repeat the cycle the next day. Work hard, shut down. We bounce between those two things. And I've done this, I've lived there, but we end up divided. We don't show up as the best of who we are. And we're not operating out of wholeness, Because the truth is there are parts of us that are being tossed away by the wayside. According to Dr. Schwartz and his model, there are three categories of parts of the soul. The first category is that one, that go, 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 please produce, perform, get through the day, do all the things, get the job done. These are our manager parts. These are the parts of us that protect us by preventing bad things from happening. At least that's what they think. We just have to get the job done. We just have to keep everybody happy. We got to keep this thing going. We just got to be more perfect, work harder. These are our manager parts. These are parts of us that worry and analyze over and over and over when they're not really solving the problem anymore. They incessantly people please because we're terrified of what other people are going to think about us. They're the parts of us that keep working long hours long after we needed to take a break. They overanalyze, they overthink, they are critical primarily of ourselves. These parts of us think they're trying to help by forcing us, shoving us, criticizing us, berating us to make sure we never let anybody down or never let anyone else see our vulnerabilities or our areas of weakness. And then we get tired because we are not machines. We are human beings. 
And so this second category of part kicks in, and Dr. Schwartz calls this category firefighter parts. They're called firefighters because they come in to put out the flames of pain after you start to feel overwhelmed. They are the parts of us that just want to shut it all down. They numb, they escape, they indulge in whatever feels good in the moment just to make it through the end of the day. These parts are often operating outside of our conscious awareness. If you've ever found yourself mindlessly surfing the internet for hours on end, you can't believe it when you look at the clock that all that time had passed. They reach for the credit card and just start buying things when you don't really have the money to spend and might not even need the things. These are the parts of us that go to food or sleep or exercise or otherwise good things, but to an excessive degree that's not healthy. These are the parts of us that binge television for hours on end. They can turn toward excessive daydreaming, a fantasy life. And these are the parts of us that can also turn toward addictions like alcohol, drugs, pills, anything to put out the flames of pain inside of us. And this is the dichotomy. We are working hard and then we're shutting it all down. Now, here's the thing. There's a third category of parts. And Dr. Schwartz calls these parts exiles. They're called exiles because we shove these parts aside. They're the parts of us that harbor shame, fears, self-doubts, and insecurities, our hurts, our wounds, and our unhealed pain. They harbor feelings of being less than, feeling worthless, of being unappreciated, unseen, invisible, alone. These are the parts of us that need our care and God's healing the most. But we are so busy managing or shutting it all down that we don't get these parts of ourselves the care that they need. And as a result, sometimes these exiled parts ambush us. They take us over. They've been left alone at the corners of our soul where they're not getting the care that they need. And then they can take you over and suddenly you can just be overwhelmed with sadness. You can be overwhelmed with pain. Sometimes we exile anger and you might find yourself overwhelmed with anger. They come roaring out from where they've been exiled and overwhelm us with the fear, the heartaches, the self-doubt that they carry. We're out of balance. And we begin to think of ourselves as only sad or only lonely or only broken. And we lose sight of the whole. This is just one part of our story. It's not the sum total of who we are. Your depression, your sorrow, your fears, your anger, your loneliness. Yes, they are real and they are not the sum total of who you are. They are not your identity. And when we get out of balance, these parts of us can start to feel like all of who we are. The truth is there are two opposite and equally unhealthy ways of relating to these parts of your souls. One, you can keep them too close to you, right? And you become that one part of you. And that's what we saw in the Pixar movie Inside Out when one part tries to take over. But you can also push these parts of you too far away. If you're too close, you risk being overwhelmed by them. And if they're too far, 
You risk being cut off from them only to be influenced by these parts of you in harmful ways. Our job is to learn to lead each of these parts of us wisely. Typical children's vitamins are basically candy in disguise, filled with two teaspoons of sugar, unhealthy chemicals, and other junk growing kids don't need. That's why Haya was created. This pediatrician-approved, super-powered, chewable vitamin. Haya fills in the common gaps in modern children's diets to provide the full-body nourishment our kids need with a yummy taste they love. Formulated with the help of nutritional experts, Haya is pressed with a blend of 12 organic fruits and veggies, then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals, including vitamin D, B12, C, zinc, folate, and many others to help support immunity, energy, brain function, mood, concentration, teeth, bones, and more. It's non-GMO, vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, nut-free, and everything else you can imagine. Haya is designed for kids of all age and sent straight to your door so parents have one less thing to worry about. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You'll receive 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, you must go to hayahealth.com slash bestofyou. It's not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-L-T-H dot com slash best of you and get your kids the full body nourishment they need. Together, these three categories of parts create a whole. None of these parts of you is bad. Please hear me say that. We need the manager parts of us that get us up in the morning, that help us comb our hair, that help us clean up the house, or get the chores done. These parts of us are not bad, right? We need them. We need to put our best foot forward from time to time. But they become problematic when they take over at the expense of other parts of us. Same with these firefighter parts. They're not all bad. We need healthy relief, healthy comfort, healthy distractions, healthy escape, even. We talked about this in the series on detoxing. The goal of a detox isn't to remove our coping tactics. It's to find healthier ones. But these firefighters, when we're not aware of them, can take us over and they're really sneaky. They can sneak in and get us to just mindlessly numb out instead of helping us get the actual relief the actual comfort, the actual care that we need. And these exiled parts of us are precious. They remind us that we're tender, we're vulnerable, we're human, and that we have needs. They remind us to slow down because we might be the one who needs our attention. I wonder what this loneliness is about. I don't want to sideline it, but I also don't want it to overwhelm me. So I want to get curious about it and name it and start to talk to other people about it. These are the parts of us that help us identify where we have needs and where we need to learn to speak up on behalf of ourselves with safe people. They are the parts that need our compassion our attention, our kindness, our patience, our gentleness the most. So how do we know 
when we're out of balance? How do we know when a part of ourself needs our attention? Well, the biggest cue is when you find yourself doing something at an extreme. You might notice, man, I just cannot stop working. I am exhausted. I've worked long past my deadlines. I just can't stop myself. I wonder what else is going on inside of me. Or I cannot stop analyzing this situation. I'm not getting anywhere. It's not helping me, but I can't stop. I need to slow myself down and pay attention. Some part of me might be hurting. And this, all this analysis, all of this, you know, mental paralysis is not helping. Or I cannot stop saying yes or pleasing other people. It's like a compulsive need meeting and I can't stop and it's starting to hurt me. I wonder if there's a part of me that needs my care. How can I slow it down to discover what's really going on inside of me? Or I just checked out for hours. Like I could not get myself to do something. I wonder if there's a part of me that's hurting or that needs my attention. And you start to become a student of your own soul, a little bit of your own detective, if you will. You start to pay attention to the different parts of you so that you can bring yourself into alignment. Now, next week, I'm going to walk you through a five-step process of identifying a part of your soul that's in need and caring for it. But for today, I just want you to begin to recognize these different parts of yourself and begin to notice when maybe one of them is taking you over. An extreme emotion like anger, like frustration, like worry, like fear, doubt, a lot of things can serve as a cue to pay attention. It's like a light on that dashboard of your car, right? When it goes off saying, pay attention to your car, something isn't working quite right. These extremes are an opportunity to get curious. A part of your soul needs your care. Now, remember, we talked about this in episode four on trauma. Do not take this journey alone. If it feels overwhelming to you, bookmark it. Say, wow, this is something I might need to pay attention to with the help of a therapist or in the safety of community. Now, here's the good news. At the center is a place inside where the Holy Spirit comes to live. And Jesus promises this Holy Spirit, the comforter, the counselor, God's very own spirit coming to live inside of you in John 14. And so often we tend to look externally to God to solve our problems or externally to other people. And I talk about this in the best of you in chapters two, three, and four, but we forget that there's this internal place inside of us where the best of who you are comes together with all of who God is to lead these parts of you into wise, brave action. You have this inside of you, and it's our job as humans to begin to peel back the layers of all these parts so that we can increasingly access this beautiful place inside of us and lead ourselves wisely. Henry Nouwen talks about this place inside of us as a place of truth where we hold ourselves together 
with compassion. And Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend talk about it as a place inside where we become aware of our different thoughts and feelings. We can name them without shame, without judgment, without criticism. Dr. Schwartz in IFS called this the self. It's the center of the soul. And in Boundaries for Your Soul, we call it the spirit-led self. It's the place where who you are comes together with God's spirit so that you can lead yourself well. Before we close, I want to give you a metaphor that I really love to describe this process, as well as an example from Scripture. And then next week, as I said, we're going to get into a practical five-step process to begin to do this work in your own soul. And so here's a metaphor that I really like. It's the metaphor of a middle school band. Now, I played in a middle school band. I played the saxophone. And it was chaos, frankly. I mean, it was a lot of fun, but it was chaos. And if you could imagine a middle school band without a conductor, and the trumpets are over there just taking over. They think they're knocking it out of the park, they're in charge, but really they're just playing too loud and not really on key. And then you got the flutes who are playing so quietly, you can't even hear them. They're such an important part of the band, but if they're not led well, you can miss them. They can get drowned out. And then we have the drums in the background, and these guys are just having a ball. They could care less about anybody else. They've got the power, and they're just beating at whatever pace and whatever rhythm and at whatever speed and whatever noise volume feels good to them in the moment, right? And it's chaos. It's just chaos. It's a cacophony. It's just a lot of noise. And then imagine a wise, capable, kind, present, strong conductor steps up in front of the band and slowly, methodically, with wisdom, with tenacity, with tenderness, begins to help each of these different parts play their role well. Suddenly, the trumpets are in key and they're playing at the right tempo, the right volume. The flutes come in and sound so beautiful. They add a gentleness, a serenity to the melody. And the drums are back there doing their job well. They're keeping everybody on beat, on tempo. And they bring some life, some joy. Suddenly, you have a beautiful harmony. And that wise conductor has helped each of those parts play their role well. The truth is, we all have access to that wise inner conductor. And that's our job, is to learn how to show up for these parts of ourselves with gentleness, with honesty, with direction, with Holy Spirit-led wisdom. We start to lead ourselves from the inside out so that we can show up in the world authentically as a whole, integrated, undivided soul so that the insides of who we are begin to match how we show up on the outside in the world. 
This is the work of becoming more whole. It's how we heal the different parts of us. It's also how we show up to be a healing force for good in the lives of others. And as you consider these different parts of your soul, I want you to think about the way that Jesus interacted with three different kinds of people in the Gospels. And I love this because it maps onto these characters inside our own souls. Number one, we see Jesus interacting with the sanctimonious, the stubborn, the self-sufficient religious leaders who thought they could do it all on their own. Like those trumpets, they thought they had it down pat. They didn't really need Jesus. They were just going to get it done on their own strength. And how did Jesus respond to these folks? He often asked them to take a step back. He accused them of shining it up on the outside when the inside remained empty. And then we see Jesus also engaging with those who were straying, the sinners, the ones who were cheating, who were stealing, who were lying, who were engaged in adultery and all sorts of numbing, pleasure-seeking behaviors. They were marching to the beat of their own drum, not giving a care about anybody else. And how did Jesus engage with these folks? He did not shame them. He didn't. He named what was happening and he invited them in to a different role. Let him who is without sin cast the first stone. And then your faith has saved you. Go in peace. He did not shame them. He gave them a new role. And then finally, we see Jesus engaging the suffering. Those who were sick, whether mentally, emotionally, or physically, the wounded, the hurt, by no fault of their own, they had been marginalized by society, kicked out, tossed aside, exiled. And yet Jesus stopped and invited them to draw closer. He slowed down and he attuned to each one of them with compassion He welcomed them in and gave them purpose. Get up, pick up your mat, and walk. You have value here. You matter. I see your pain, and I'm going to bring purpose from it. You are no longer invisible. You have a seat at the table. And suddenly, we see a glimpse of the whole You see, we all have a little bit of each of these types of people inside our own souls. We have the sanctimonious, stubborn, sometimes self-critical manager parts of us that just think we can muscle our way through and get it done on our own. And we all have parts of us that are tempted to stray, to cut corners, to avoid hard things, to just drown it out in whatever way we can. And guess what? We all have the suffering parts of our soul that have been wounded, that have been silenced, that have been shoved aside. And Jesus comes in as that wise inner conductor. And he helps us reorient our own soul to create a beautiful whole. And we start to shift how we relate to ourselves. It's okay inner critic, I see you. You've done your work. You've been telling me all the things I've done wrong today. Could you take a step back? 
you're not really helping me in this way. And I see you, that part of me that just wants to grab that bag of cookies, that credit card, that numbing device, and drown it all out. Could I take a deep breath and consider a better way of soothing myself in this moment? And there you are, sadness or loneliness or weariness or self-doubt. It's okay. You can be here. I don't want you to take me over, but you can have a seat at the table. You're valuable. You have important information for me. I'm going to get to know you better, but I want you to stay within these healthy boundaries. And suddenly, it's like our inner lives become this grand boardroom where all these parts have a seat at the table. Our inner critic, our fear, our worry, our sorrow, even our inner perfectionist. We start to honor the value in each one and the good intentions behind their actions, the ways they've learned to survive so often from long ago. And we also start to give them new boundary lines. We start to lead them from this place inside where the Holy Spirit dwells. This is the work of becoming whole. It's the work of patiently taking every part of your soul and bringing it into the light of God's presence, where you can begin to lead yourself well with confidence, with courage, with conviction, even with some playfulness. You start to delight in parts of you that can sometimes drive you crazy, and you're no longer shaming yourself for the parts of you that simply need your God-given care and attention. You are delighting in the intricacies, in the beauty of how you were made. This is the beauty, the spaciousness of healthy boundaries inside your own soul. Thank you for joining me for this episode of The Best of You. Be sure to check out the show notes for any resources and links mentioned in the show. You can find those on my website at drallisoncook.com. That's Allison with one L, cook.com. Before you forget, I hope you'll follow the show now so that you don't miss an episode. And I'd love it if you'd go ahead and leave a review. It helps so much to get the word out. I look forward to seeing you back here next Thursday. And remember, as you become the best of who you are, you honor God, you heal others, and you stay true to your God-given self.